And I said, you know what? That's the kind of relationship I want with God, man. I want the reverence. I want to honor him. But I also want to be really, really honest and real with where I'm at. Okay, I'm a six. Oh, why are you not a 10, man? What's going on? Do you know what I mean? We have to be anti-racist because Jesus is anti-racist. So in terms of a church making its position clear, I think that's very important, you know? Thank you so much for joining us once again for the What Is Church series. Today I'm joined uh, with a multi-award winning artist. Uh, He's been in all all over the world, up and down the country. uh, And I'm really excited. I've been a a big fan, but also been able to to get to know him a little bit in past through, through some of the things we've done. None other than Governor B. Very good, very good, man. Thank you so much for, for joining me today, for, for taking the time to, to have a bit of a chat with us. No, nah, no problem. It's an absolute pleasure. It's one of the, the silver linings of lockdown is being able to have a bit more time to, to do stuff like this, man. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Absolutely, man. So I mean, speaking of lockdown, what's it, what's it been like for you? I mean, obviously you're a guy that's, that's really busy. You're, you're touring up and down, uh, not able to do that. And, and also, you know, you're a guy that goes to church. You, you love Jesus. So what does, what does the lockdown period look like for you, your family? You know, what's that about? Yeah, I mean, it's been very different like it has for, for most people. Um, I'm the busiest during the summer months and the spring months. So all of my kind of concerts and shows have been cancelled. So I've been home uh, a lot more. Church, we haven't been able to meet at buildings. So we've been doing online church and that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's taken a while to, to get used to it. Um, but I recently had a son about eight months ago so that's been cool because i've been home a lot more than i would yeah congratulations how how, how is dad life how is that going yeah i'm enjoying it man um i think if we weren't in a situation that we were now um i'd be out at work a lot so i'm grateful to be able to see him do new things man um but yeah i think it's it's good you know um i like to think of myself as a hard worker and sometimes i don't always get the balance between family and work right um but this kind of situation has taught me that actually like it's cool to say no to some stuff and spend more time with your family and trust that God will provide and, and God will see your heart. Amazing, man. Amazing. So, so for us, we've been journeying uh, uh, kind of through this whole period and really trying to seek after God. 
And um, during this time, we've kind of found that, that there's a real kind of call, not just with us, but we've, we're seeing it kind of globally to, to really step deeper into relationship with God. Uh, probably something that you guys have heard with your church as well, that this is a time of, of maybe preparation, a time of going deeper. Um, but we've also had a sense that actually, you know, as we're starting to think of what it looks like to go back to our buildings, uh, to mm-hmm. go back to what maybe what we were used to in past, um, that church is beyond that of the four walls. And so we've been asking the question, and this is where we'll start. Well, who knows where, we're, where we end up, but, you know, what is church? And as a guy who obviously goes to church, has faith, but also travels a lot, what is church to you? Uh, that's a great question, man. Um, I guess historically I've, I've viewed church as a place uh, of community, a place where I can come together with other believers um, and people that might not know Jesus as well um, as the others, but we can kind of dwell together in unity under one name, one banner, that name is Jesus, and worship together, uh, communicate with each other, help each other, um, listen to the word together, and just really, really build community and develop as Christians and be equipped to be able to go outside of the falls of the church and spread the the love of Jesus and the hope of Jesus far and wide, you know, like modern day um, disciples. And one of the things that I've realized in lockdown is, you know, that sense of connectivity. Um, yeah. I've kind of taken that for granted uh, a little bit. And I've been going to church on a, a weekly basis kind of worshiping getting the word and going out and then same thing but i haven't used the opportunities to really really connect with people and get to know people i mean i don't know if you guys have space for this but in our church we do like what's called the three minute mingle where you gotta speak to the person next to you find out how the week was and stuff but a lot of the times for me that's been very surface level um and what i found that's really interesting is during this period where we haven't been meeting I've connected a lot deeper with the people from our community. We've been having like more honest conversations, vulnerable conversations, speaking more within the week and stuff. And maybe that's the element of not being able to see each other. So we're catching up, but it's just amazing how if you're intentional with the community aspect of things, you can really form some deep and meaningful relationships with the body of Christ. Uh, so so let's unpack that a little bit because that almost seems almost counterintuitive. You know, yeah. you kind of think that actually relationship is built in the flesh. We talk about journeying life together, being together, but you've almost experienced the opposite, that actually maybe you're you're sensing a deeper connection with people at a distance. How how is you know what what, what how? <laughs> yeah, it is is strange, man. And I think that because we don't have the congregational and corporate worship moments and we're not meeting in the foyer with a cup of coffee and that kind of stuff we miss that you know and so you think man where can I get that from where can I capture that emotion where can I capture that feeling where can I learn from others the only way I can do that is by picking up this phone and giving someone a call or giving someone a text and because of the times that we're living in if you ask someone how they are and they're to be honest a lot of people aren't doing too great or a lot of people have stuff that they're struggling with. So that kind of opens the door to conversation. That's a lot more like, how's your week? Yeah, it's fine. You know what I mean? Um, but it's a great, it's a great reminder because like when we read acts, we see that there's an importance of people dwelling together physically. 
Um, and there's, like I grew up in a Pentecostal church and we were all about the, the Sunday. Um, but when I move churches and where I'm at now, very much know that it's not just about the Sunday, but it's about your Monday to Sunday. And so if you have like small groups or connect groups or whatever you call it, there's something about gathering together, uh, yeah. physically eating together, breaking bread, opening the Bible and really digging deep. But if that's taken away from you, um, I don't know, man. Maybe the fact that we don't have that encourages us to go deeper when we do have the little interaction um, that we can have with each other. So, so let me ask you this then. I mean, so obviously every church worldwide and, and some countries are being released sooner rather than later, and they're all kind of phasing back in in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. But, but is there something that we can then learn from, you know, the depth that we're having maybe in connectivity in, in different ways than past? that we can, you know, what, how does that mold what church is when we go back? You know, is it back to just the Sundays and maybe the small groups in the, in the midweek? Are we going to, how do we stop ourselves from reverting back to how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thanks. I'm walking yeah. away. I mean, that's a, that's a great question for me personally. Um, I'm an introvert. I know that people see me on stage and stuff and they think, oh, he must be like super confident and stuff. But when it comes to like one-on-one conversation or, or small groups, I'm actually quite an introvert. Um, so for me, it's changing the kind of questions that I ask. It sounds really basic, but instead of asking, how are you? Um, I start asking questions like on a scale of one to 10, how are you feeling right now? You know, and that encourages people to have to go a bit deeper. Like, okay, one to 10, how am I feeling? Okay, I'm a six. Oh, why are you not a 10, man? What's going on? Do you know what I mean? And then it just opens up the conversation a bit more. But if you're an extrovert, Maybe you haven't struggled with this at all. Maybe this period has been really tough because you've lost connectivity because when you see people, you're all the way in. So um, I don't think it's a one size fits all. But for me personally, as an introvert, it's just not asking the stock questions that, that, that we as Christians like to ask. You know, you've been there, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I often say, you know, we, we're great at every, everybody at church is always fine. Everybody at church is always yeah. good. You know, it's, it's, and, and we're done. That's kind of a, hey, next cup of coffee, shall we? Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the truth is as well, I mean, a, apart from this massive pandemic that we're living in, we're, we're living in a, in a world that a lot is changing uh, very fast. Um, and, I mean, prior to lockdown, there was the, the big kind of um, Extinction Rebellion movement, uh, which was all about the, you know, what was going on in terms of our, our world and, and, and being greener and things like that. Um, we also saw a big move with, with Me Too and things like that kind of stepping up. A lot of kind of social justice issues and right smack dab in the middle of, of um, the COVID pandemic. We've, we've seen the rise of, of the Black Lives Matter movement. And, yeah. um, and, and in one sense, I think I know I've had conversations and you know I stand with, with that statement, but I've had conversations with people who have an issue with the particular movement itself, where the organization, if you will. Um, yeah. and, and there's plenty of debate to go back and forth. But what I really wanna focus on is actually what is the church's response? What is our responsibility, you know, yeah. in being the church mm-hmm. with situations like Black Lives Matter or, uh, you know, Me Too and so on and so forth? And I, I think, you know, please do feel free to speak honestly, obviously, as, yeah. you know, yeah. a, a black man yourself. There's going to be things that you've obviously are sensing and feeling that are different from me. Uh, and as much as I'm, you know, I, and I've said it publicly and beyond that, that yes, I'm with the, the movement. I'm with you and I'm sorry for the times that we have gotten it wrong or that I've gotten it wrong. Yeah. But I also feel that there's more to say and do as a church. No doubt, man. And I just feel like regardless of what questions you have about Black Lives Matter as an organization which are completely valid, the underlying um, 
reason why this is happening is because there's a huge injustice in the world when it comes to racism. And regardless of the organization or if you don't like the title Black Lives Matter, the Bible tells us, you know, learn to do good, seek justice, uh, correct oppression. Um, Isaiah 1, I think it's 17 or 18. Um, and that's what we should be seeking to do as Christians. Now, if I don't agree with some of the stuff the organization does or I don't particularly like the term Black Lives Matter or whatever, all right, cool, we can have that conversation. But ultimately, the church. This is one thing that we can't sit on the fence with. We have to be anti-racist because Jesus is anti-racist. So in terms of a church making its position clear, I think that's very important. You know, um, I think the world needs to know that the church is anti-racist and we're leaders in this area as Christians. I often hear that um, as the church, we would love the world to reflect us um, rather than the church reflecting the world. Well, if the church is going to be lost um, to let the world know where it stands on these issues, I don't think we're ready for the world to reflect us because in the last few weeks, I've seen big corporations like Nike and, and Adidas come out and say, look, we are anti-racist. And for me, I think the church should be coming out before these guys, man, and setting the example. Um, and yeah, I just guess from my perspective, the church has always been great at fighting injustice, you know, a sponsor, a couple of um, compassion kids, and we do some work with um, uh, anti-human trafficking, A21 organization and that kind of stuff. And for me as a black person, I know my identity is in Christ, but because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, he's very intentionally yeah. made people of all different colors, you know? So, if I see us standing up for other injustices and not this, it makes me as a black person feel that the church doesn't care. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's super important to make our position clear in this area. Yeah. And so what does that look like? I guess, because I mean, I, so I, I, I myself and others, I know as church leaders have come out and said, Hey, you know what? We're, we're, we're anti-racism. We're like, it's not, it's not right. We're going to stand for it. But what do you think are the changes that have to happen apart from being vocal and having our position clear, which I think is obviously a starting point. What does it look like? What is, what is church in that context? Um, how can we be the church that, that Jesus has called us to be, you know, to be his people of all the different races, of all different backgrounds um, mm. in our current setting, in, in our day to day? Yeah, now that's a great question um, because we can have faith, but it's by our works that, that people will know us, you know, and I think there's, it's three great things. Number one is an audit um, to look at ourselves as the church. Where have we got it right? Where have we got it wrong? And what can we do better? After that is acknowledging um, and saying, look, we haven't done well enough in this area. Um, we might not be covertly or overtly racist, but because we haven't given enough attention, we've subconsciously allowed our biases um, and our backgrounds to inform our decision-making, which has subsequently decreased opportunities for us to involve people who aren't like us, you know? Mm -hmm. And number three is what you talk about is, is action. It's looking at um, the diversity in your church and asking yourself, can people actually fully be themselves about our church? Are we just diverse to tick a box or are we actually multicultural? Do we allow a freedom of expression? Um, do we allow cultures to shine through? Um, when it comes to decision-making roles and people in the senior leadership, are we representing the majority of people in our church or is it just 
white and, and middle class or, or are we all the same you know because if at the table everyone at your church is not being represented it means the decisions that are being made could somewhat ostracize them in some way shape or form and then i think it's you know we have a vertical relationship with jesus and we're doing what he tells us and, and what the bible tells us we have um, the relationship with ourselves as individuals. We're inward looking at what we can do better. But then it's like being outward looking and thinking, right, in our local community, who can we partner with or what can we do to make people feel like they're included and that we care? Um, if we don't have the capacity, if we don't have the means, can we team up with anyone? Can we show collaboration? Is there strength in numbers somewhere? Is there an opportunity for that kind of stuff? And yeah, I think it's just being outward looking and because it's a huge issue. You know, you're asking us to undo 400 years of oppression. That's not an easy task. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. The beauty of the local church is you're going to be able to reach people in your area that I can't reach, you know? And I yeah. think if we just do the little that we can and everyone takes that mindset, then everyone together, corporately, as the body, can do a whole heap of good. Absolutely, mate, that is amazing. And um, and I think one of the things that you said there, even towards the beginning, was uh, uh, the church being a place where everybody can be themselves. Yeah. Um, and I think that is so key because the, the truth is that oftentimes, stereotypically, and, and maybe not always justly, maybe the, the general brushstroke, and I know this doesn't reflect a lot of people in churches that, that would watch this, but to the outside world, to the non-Christian world, the church has been a place where you can't be yourself. Yeah. Where you're judged for being yourself because you come with brokenness, you come with, you know, your past. Mm. Um, and actually there's a sense of if we can't love people around us, how are they going to expect that a God who they yet don't know and can't see yeah. will love them? No um, doubt, man. hundred percent. And like amazing and revolutionary and, and serious change comes from being inconvenienced sometimes we think of love and it's like wow man this sounds amazing and it's incredible <laughs> sometimes loving someone that is nothing like you is hard man you've got to inconvenience yourself you've got to inconvenience your time you've got to inconvenience maybe your your politics you've got to inconvenience the stuff that you've been conditioned to think as you've been growing up and stuff and that could be really really hard so make no mistakes loving people like jesus loves people is not an easy thing to do but if we're making the effort, man, it results in that person that is formerly sat at the back and felt like they can't relate to anything. It makes them feel like they're involved, like they're included, like you've thought about them, you know? Yeah, um, so are you willing to be inconvenienced is the question. That's For the sake thing. of the gospel, you know? And I think, I think that's a, a, a big question that we all have to really wrestle with. And, and, and I think the truth is, I mean, that's, we, we talk about it, you know, for us as a church, you know, part of our mission is to love God and love people. And um, mm. we talk about love, I think, as a church, the global church talks about love quite easily, yeah. but manifesting love and actually, actually the act of physically loving those around us, yeah. um, we find too difficult and sometimes quit too quickly. Um, yeah, but if you care about it enough, you do it, you know, and many of us who are married or who have kids or, or parents, we can testify to that, you know, it's, it's not easy, like waking up at 3am, 4am and, and that kind of stuff, or it's not no, easy, it's not, man. <laughs> three, four, five, six years in marriage, wherever you are, where you hit that bit, that bump in the road, but love kind of keeps you going, man. And it gives you the intentionality to, do you know what, there's a greater vision here. I know what I'm working towards and it's going to be worth it in the end. 
Amazing. So, so kind of a general summary, maybe I'm hearing you say that actually church is that unity of the body, the unity of, of diverse yeah. people that love Jesus that come together. That's amazing. Yeah. And just to, to follow on with that, because obviously, um, you know, you, you, you're an artist, you, you, you write amazing stuff. I'm a, I'm a fan as well, not just, a, <laughs> but, um, but in terms of like a lot of what you write, your music and stuff like that, you, you bring a realness to it. You know, your, your previous album was very much uh, kind of dealing with uh, the loss of your father and, mm. and putting that into it. Uh, and then even your, your more recent stuff, um, you, you, there's a, there's a real, I mean, there's some of the, the, the racial stuff that comes out there, some of the tensions that you've experienced. Um, how do you use your music? Yeah. To, to be the church, to help th that gospel message, especially in a place where um, I believe, uh, just from what I've seen of you, uh, you kind of ride this 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 fine line between the, the Christian and the secular, um, and this fine line between almost within the Christian, between being a worship leader um, who people are, are putting you on, on, you know, what we would call a more traditional worship song, you know, or more cont contemporary, but, you know, a singing worship song, but then also being a more of a grime Christian artist, but then also, you know, battling that. How does that all, how do you hold that together? And how do you live your faith out in a church way with that? Yeah, no, that's a, a great question, uh, a loaded question. <laughs> Sorry, it, it was there. So <laughs> man, I, 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 I think when it comes to my music, I've always been uncomfortable with boxes because, um, like, I'm a black guy, grew up on an estate in, in East London, but there was people from loads of different cultures. Mostly, we're first generation Brits, but you also had like British people. You had Polish, Nigerian, Ghanaian, Indian, Portuguese. So I always had like a I don't know, like a really colorful and full experience growing up. And then I went to a secondary school that was out of my area and it was like 90% white. So most of my friends were white and uh, my parents grew up listening to gospel music. I like grime music. Um, uh, they liked a lot of Motown and, and all these different experiences made me feel like it's completely impossible to, to put me in a box, man, or for me to just stay in like this worship box or this grime box or this mainstream box or this um christian box or whatever it is so i just felt like if god has truly truly um, if jesus has truly set me free and i'm free indeed then do i need to stay within the constructs that the world has set or can i actually just essentially go wherever i feel he's calling me and i've tried to to have that approach and yeah it's probably resulted in like um me not getting as much money as I could have made or um, not developing as many important relationships in a certain sphere as possible. But there's this freedom with doing what I feel God's calling me to do that, that convicts me uh, and keeps me going, you know? Um, and I think, I guess when it comes to the other stuff that you're talking about, um, I just try and be led by the spirit, man. Um, and I try to be vulnerable in what I do because I grew up in a church that didn't really allow you to question God. And I feel like everything was so positive that when you hit a, a bump in life, you were completely unprepared for it. And you're like, what's going on, man? Is, is Jesus left? Um, and Psalm 13 was a game changer for me. Um, I'm hearing David in that psalm just cry out to God and say, God, why have you forsaken me? And why are my enemies uh, winning this battle? And it was so honest and real. And I said, you know what? That's the kind of relationship I want with God, man. I want the reverence. I want to honor him. But I also want to be really, really honest and real with where I'm at. 
he knows what I'm thinking anyway. And I feel like if I'm vulnerable through my music, um, which is slightly more contemporary, so I guess it's easier to be vulnerable in, in rap than it is to in congregational worship. But if I am, then I'm letting my listeners know that, you know what? A Christian life doesn't mean an easy life. It just means that God will never leave us and forsake us. And if we have the the intention and we're, we're conditioned to believe that Jesus equals easy, when we reach those roadblocks, we're going to think what's going on. But I want people to know that when you reach those roadblocks, you're never alone and you will get through them. And I guess that's for my approach. That's amazing. So, I mean, again, so in that I'm hearing you say that actually church is, is a place where you're real, you're honest, where you can yeah. bring all that you are. It's a place to, to, to bring everything that you have, knowing that God is in control. Um, yeah. that's, that's phenomenal. So let me ask you this. Um, you know, I rock up to a Governor B gig. Am I going to church? Or is it just a bit of fun? Is it just a bit of music? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's an expression that has been inspired by the church. But for me, I'm not a theologian, but I would be very wary to call something church if it doesn't involve like community, um, worship, Bible, corporate looking, like open up the Bible and, and digging deep in it together. Um, doesn't involve the breaking bread, communion, that kind of stuff. Um, so I wouldn't call it a church or the church, but I would say that the gig is definitely an expression of my worship to Jesus and an expression of church, man. That's amazing. That's great. And I think that's also really refreshing to hear because oftentimes, um, you know, we hear a lot of people say, oh, I, I do church anywhere. I can go to a concert and do church. And, yeah. you know, we're a, we're a smaller church and some people look at the, the larger congregationals, uh, you know, with, with the big bands and, and, you know, artists like yourself and they'll turn around. Oh, that's not really that's not really church. That's just, you know, a gig. And so it's yeah. actually really refreshing to hear that that the truth is, yeah, you know, that's an expression of what mm. God's done in me and, and, and what he's doing in me yeah which is, is more than that hey we got community we've got the breaking of bread yeah, um, yeah. some of those definitions to what church is hmm. so if you were to to say to to one person and maybe like a one-line feel you know why you go to church what is so important about church you know why not just do i mean we're in lockdown and and obviously even in this place you know obviously you've mentioned community is important but you can you can get services you can get your worship and whatever preference of worship you want if you want the traditional hymn through to the contemporary through to the hip-hop whatever maybe mm -hmm. um why why is it important to be the church to to go to church to do everything that we talk about the community and all that stuff yeah i mean for me personally it's about posture i don't believe that god has put us on this earth with other people so that we should do life alone so yeah i could watch a church service online i could crack open my Bible by myself and I do do those things but there's something special unexplainable um blessed about gathering with a community of believers and under the same name in Jesus there's something about your posture when you make an effort to get up go outside of your house and go to a place with the intention of worshiping with people um that puts you in a completely different headspace and I can't explain it um but I know that there's nothing like it in the entire world man that's amazing. Mate, thank you so much for, for, I mean, you've given us loads to think about, loads to unpack. 
uh, the, the sense that actually, you know, at, to be church, what is church is, yeah, a gathering of people, but it's about our posture, how we come to God. It's mm. about, you know, how we stand to reflect him in, in issues of social justice and beyond. Um, there's a lot in there for us to unpack and, and dive yeah. into. And so, man, I thank you so much for your time. Before we wrap up, would you just be able to close us in prayer? Would that be all right with you? Yeah, sure. No That's doubt, fine. man. Um, so, yeah, Father Lord, I, I thank you for this this conversation and for technology, man. You always seem to find a way when there is no way. Um, at the start of this year, when everything started kind of kicking off and, and going as we didn't expect it to, there's this peace that comes with um, knowing Jesus, this peace that even in the fire, even in the trouble, even in the struggle, you are with us. You will never leave us, never forsake us, and you will make a way. Thank you that because of technology and because of our community, we're still able to connect with each other. We don't know when seasons will change, but we know that you never do, Lord. And I pray that we can tap into that. Give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. Enable us to be there for the people around us. Enable us to love so much so that it's an inconvenience to us because we know that when we love in that way, we see growth, not just in ourselves, but in other people, Lord God. Allow us to truly, truly please you, Lord God. Um, and yeah, have your beautiful way. Continue to bless us. And thank you for the community that you've placed us in. Amen. Amen. Oh, man. Thank you so much for joining me. And thank you also for you guys tuning in and watching that. Uh, we'll be doing some more of these. So make sure you tune in to the next one, uh, the next installment of What is Church. But until then, until we see you next time, stay blessed.